You clipped that one. Yeah, I did that on purpose. And that's Marshall. <laughs> and this is the Save Yourself Podcast. A randomized deep dive into jump scares. <laughs> Touche. I hate jump scares. I love them. They're just cheap pops. It's like when a wrestler goes to like his hometown. It's like, how are we doing, Dallas? You're like, boo. You just want to boo him because he's just <laughs> cheap pop. Like, don't do it. Like, ugh. Yeah, but if it works, it works. That's true. It does work. But what also works is us because we've been working. Episode 28. Yeah, yeah. Not as many as Discography, but we're doing our best. Or any other podcasts, but we're doing our best. For all eternity. The will to rebuild. 2017 release. I've never heard of this band before this. Me neither. First time listening. Um, Might be last time listening unless they got <laughs> another album. Yeah, that's better. That would, um, <laughs> they're from Sydney, Australia. Which, historically, um, bands from Australia, I've I've yet to find one that reached me that I didn't like. So, probably because they're so far away and the only really good ones get out. But, still. Still a fact. They're a... Uh, Technically a metalcore band. 11 tracks, 31 minutes roughly. Uh, the artwork is by Michael DiLeonardo. Oh, nope. I fucked that all up. <laughs> Michael DiLeonardo? Nah, whatever. Mike D. Mike, Mike DL. <laughs> it was produced, mixed, and mastered by Josh Schroeder. Who has worked with King 810, Battlecross, The Burial, The Color Morale, 2x4, In Heart's Wake, For the Fallen Dreams, Those Who Fear, Ghost Bath, Burials, Lorna Shore, A Plea for Purgeon, Legend, Mouth of the South, and Altars. What do you think of King 810? Uh, I feel like they listen to Slipknot a little too much. <laughs> yeah, I... But they're, I really aren't like. They, aren't they from like Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Or, that, that ex- or yeah, D- I think Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, that explains the guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their their first EP that I first heard them on, I really liked. I haven't. They they came out with some other stuff that was a little bit more along like the new metal lines, and I was like, mm, no, nah, it's not really my thing. But that 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 first EP was pretty scary, <laughs> in a good way. But it was pretty scary. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that brings us to the band members. Band members. On vocals, we have Shane Carroll. On guitar, Jeremy... Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Jeremy Mohaziak. <laughs> it's got a J-C-Z in it, so I pronounced it wrong. Jeremy M, guitar. <laughs> That's why I did that. Nicholas Page. Not to be confused with Nicolas Cage <laughs> on guitar. Um, and then on bass, Ghost Rider. No, um, sorry. That was terrible. Uh, Scott Dibley. <laughs> Dibley. <sighs> and on drums and crap vocals, Michael Buckley. I wonder if him and Jordan Buckley are related. Highly or doubt it. Jordan. Is it Jordan? Keith. Keith Buckley. That's the vocalist of Every Time I Die, I think. His last name's Buckley. So one's from New York and one's from Australia, but they're related? Ah, that's true. Frank. Ah! Well, it's also the name of Ryan and Callie's dog. Buckley! It's a good little pup. Shout out to Ryan and Callie's dog. What's up? Well? Is that, this the deep dive? 
Do you have any other last thoughts, condolences, general complaints, kind regards? Uh, Post-production was by George Christie, Hmm. whoever the fuck you are. George? All right. (sighs) Track one, Shadow. I have never been let down more than in a beginning of a song (laughs) than this, because we had nothing no no prior knowledge of what this band was when me and marshall when it picks a album we do our best to not even look at the genre um as as much as we can help it um so i i had no idea what to expect and it was like creepy synth and piano and then these two like it seemed like the guy that mixed and mastered this probably spent days and nights on these two because it was the heaviest thing in the world. Misleading as fuck. <sighs> you think you like you heard it and you go, "Oh shit, let's get ready to beat the fuck out of each other." Then no. Michael had to come in with his clean singing. Yep. It's like imagine imagine be going somewhere and expecting like 2000s throwdown like their Vendetta album. And then instead you open it up and it's new Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> um that it was just the biggest fake out. Um luckily though it did get better, um, which is a very common theme with this band is they took it back very heavy and my thing with bands like this, it could either be because we just got done listening to something really bad, that the heavy stuff is really good and hits even harder. But also... <laughs> That's what you did to us. <laughs> but also, like, I, I feel like their heavy parts are really, really good. They are. Because that fucking heavy-ass riff at the end with the nasty lows Yep. at the end of the song, it's like, okay, this kind of makes up for it, but does and, it? And the the yelling vocalist does a great job. Um, I, I respect their want to diversify their assets, but I really wish they would have stayed in one lane because I feel like we could have gotten a really, really, really good, like, metalcore without the singing deathcore record. Um, which is one reason why I appreciate Impending Doom so much, is because they've kind of stayed, they've evolved a lot, but they've still stayed in that lane to be that band that never breaks off to the bad singing. So, thank you, Impending Doom. Track two. Fallout. Boy. Downtuned goodness. <laughs> the beginning in sounded the beginning. like Gideon. But then they got more clean singing. Again, great heavy vocals. Dude, it had that really nice heavy riff uh, during the for the first time in years part when he was say, screaming that for the first time in years, like that riff that was playing over that. That shit was dope. Yeah, I love. To me, a band that did this the best was Under Oath on the uh, Define the Great Line. They would take like one line and just repeat it over and over in like a changing 
Like I mean, it just it just hits so hard, and that's that's a that's, sol- solid album. Yeah, and that that's just a thing that a lot of bands don't do anymore. But I I, I love it to where like the riff is changing, but the vocalist just keeps saying it's not like a chorus, but it's just oh, it's such a good, it has a great effect. I do want to say this about the clean singing. It ain't bad, but it definitely isn't great. Yeah. But it, it fits more <laughs> than uh, the Onward to Olympus singing, where it just didn't sound right. But it still doesn't fit, in my opinion. Yeah. And on, on like At least with the way the songs are structured, it could have been used a lot less or not at all. I, Cause I his, feel like... Cause his, his yell scream thing that he does sounds great. Then he opens his mouth and what the fuck? Yeah, and I, to me, a lot of the <clears throat> big problem that I have is the transitions and the hard cuts. Like, there's really no, like, nice, like, move into it. Like, I get the effectiveness of hard cuts sometimes, but when the, every singing part just feels like a jolt... And it's just kind of into, it just seems out of context for a lot of this record. Which makes me sad because this is a great band. Also, uh, th- these, <laughs> these first, well, actually every track except for, except for seven, which we'll get to eventually, but all these tracks end with like a pad swell. <laughs> yeah. Like, j- like you're like, yeah, this riff's dope. And then they're like, do 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 do. It's like okay, okay. all right. That was a perfect demonstration of that. <laughs> Put away your pad. <laughs> then it fades out. Then the next song begins. <laughs> it's like, why do you keep doing that? <laughs> like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, have it fade into the next song. You know? Yeah. But maybe maybe they were doing trying to do that, and they're like, it's the wrong key. Just end it. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> So track three is Nightmare. It this song sounded like Silent Planet, just about the whole time. Um, it was just <laughs> the drumming, the vocal delivery, like it. It was very, very reminiscent of Silent Planet, and they have a song Silent Planet that's called I think it's War Room. Um, and I mean, the, there's stark, stark similarities between the the vocals and the delivery it's it's a little too close i mean i'm not going to accuse anyone of anything remember that one low though where it sounded like he was gargling water <laughs> yeah it was like the the black metal core like it it just didn't i feel like he didn't mean to do it and they were like it sounds heavy but it just sounds like he was gargling on a dick <laughs> yeah it this is this is the song where the clean has absolutely just made me hate it, like for the rest of the album. It was on the verge of that sceny weeny, too high pitch, but it's all for the chicks type singing, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's what that's what it sounded like. He's like, I've heard of Anthony Green. I think I can sing like that. Yeah, I really think I can. It did have, again. A great, like, half-timed heavy breakdown to close it out. And I don't know if it's because I didn't enjoy the singing that when the breakdown hit, I was like, finally something that is listenable. Um, 
but it just it's it's great this band is great with the heavy breakdowns that they go a little overboard with the synth and stuff in the background and the orchestral stuff reminds me of like the hot topic woe is me that was really popular (laughs) for a while that everyone like ran away from um but still like this band handled it well and then they ended on a pad swell again (laughs) and then right into track four from the pad swell is like a clean piano start and we we both thought this was going to be another pointless instrumental track that doesn't really do anything but thankfully we were both wrong we had overall it was an ambient track and it built it built without building somehow like did you notice that like it seemed to get more intense but it never actually did Mm -hmm. but the the vocals over it were nice because they weren't the little chick singing yeah this kind of song, we need to let Steve Olney hear this because this kind of song is what I'm always talking about. How dare you use his government name? <laughs> this is the exact kind of thing that I'm like that I love of just like an interlude, but with like a bunch of vocals over it. It just I don't know. It's just very pleasing to me. It's exactly what like what I want. If I could marry like a song build, it would be this. Like, like helpful words. It's hmm. just a nice, just a little ditty. You're like, isn't, all right. Isn't that that uh, False Tongues out band that did that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quite. A little, little, little bit of, little <laughs> bit of False Tongues from that one EP they put out five, oh, six, seven years ago. <laughs> Longer than that. Eight, nine, ten years ago. <laughs> Many years ago. Track five, September. This one actually, this is this song, actually comes right out of the wheel. Yeah, great seamless little split, r- like right into it. Like it, you know, it wasn't like a pad swell silence song. Like it just came in right after after the wheel, and it was like, why didn't y'all do this the rest of the album? Yeah, and it, then they had they had a nice little like, like electronic blips. Oh, dude, it's and a, melodies. I wrote that it sounds like something from an epic part in an '80s movie. Yeah. I could totally see that. And then it jumps into that metal core with the not so great cleans. Yeah, filtered drums and then sadness. Like it was again. <laughs> yeah, sadness. It started off so good. Like I was like, oh yeah, I could see myself street fighting a ninja right now, <laughs> while a cop car is chasing me down, and I'm wearing that fucking red bandana with a <laughs> denim vest. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, and here's crap. Like he just took away my '80s memory. <laughs> and this song had probably. The best, like, breakdown to ending. Oh, that seven long years part? Yeah, that Dude. was so, so good. Um, it was wonderful. Uh, me and Marshall both looked at each other and was like, wait, okay, this is great. And they went from a really nice, like, bouncy breakdown into, like, this almost, like, Lord of the Rings, like, a girl singing very softly, like, some kind of, like, melody. And it, it was freaking it was great like easily my favorite song on the album it, basically like still had if, bad singing, if you but, died and you heard that you instantly knew you were going to Valhalla <laughs> yeah like it like, was like oh fuck yes every everything's gonna be okay <clears throat> that was such a sick part and a great so y'all have great ideas mm-hmm. you just didn't fully commit I blame Michael 
<laughs> All right, so track six. The vacated. The vacated. I don't really like that word. Vacate. Mm. More bad singing. Um, it did. I'm sorry. Ha- it had some groovy, sick riffs. <laughs> I literally wrote nice groovy riff. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, it really did. Very, very but, head bobby. But the clean singing ruined it. I mean, it really does. And I'm, I, I'm not trying to necessarily say the guy is bad. But it's more of just the context that it's being placed in. Like, I'm not a huge fan of his, his vocals in general. Like, But if it was, like, delivered a little differently, like, to me, September had, like, a... It was just less abrasive on the transitions, and I enjoyed it more. But now, this was just another continuation of the hard cut. I will I will say, there, there's probably some of our listeners out there that enjoy this kind. It's just not for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, there's some bands, too, that I listen to that I give the exception because either, like, the music is bomb or the lyrics are bomb or, like, the transitions are great. Like, it doesn't have to hit every box, but... B-Mills, I'm expecting an email from you eventually telling us how prolific this album was to your life <laughs> in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Welcome to the podcast. Oh, that's freaking great. <laughs> Love you, B Mills. Let's eat fried okra together and punch Mark in the tit. <laughs> oh, also, he, off subject, you have to uh, arm wrestle B Mills when you see him. Okay. All right. Oh man, that was freaking great. <sighs> Track seven. <laughs> Deep down. Piano and pads. Almost got epic. A S I. Another stupid interlude. <laughs> no, no real melody. No, like no drastic tone changes. Like it kind of like played some synth and patty stuff, and then it kind of just ended. Wasn't it like forty-eight seconds long? Yeah, forty-eight or fifty seconds, and it's just like I mean. I feel I feel like Why? I feel like they get you know, they just got done recording the vacated and a dude leaned on the pad and it was still recording and he was like oh shit and lifted his arm up and they were like no 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 leave it yeah face down said we needed 10 tracks or 11 <laughs> tracks <sighs> track 8 ascendant all right first off i want to say this that opening riff like that beginning riff sounded like a blatant a plea for purging ripoff (laughs) (laughs) yeah it did it really did i was like i've heard this riff before we were both thinking it but i'll but i'll still vibe into it because you know a a plea for purging is fucking dope absolutely rips and then guess what comes back to ruin the day more singing exactly (sighs) Exactly. it was about as good as mine I was going to say yours was better. Aww. Um, but the breakdown drops are freaking great. Like, let's go. That little nasty chuggy break that they did. Uh, and then they did another hard cut to this chorus. And to me, this chorus was probably one of the worst in my personal taste. Um, I just didn't love it. Um, Claire always hates when bands, especially like hard cut and and it just seemed like he was extra angsty and sad. And it just, not 
for me. Mm-mm. They also, so Fit for a King has a song called Descendants, which is like really old and like one of their like <laughs> most popular songs. Let's rip off two bands and in one. The end of that song, he says like we are descendants. And in this song, he said we are ascendants. Same like big breakdown. We are ascendants. And you're just like, oh, okay, who's this? And he did it in the vocal style too, like that diaphragmy, like raspy kind of growl. <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm over it. <laughs> well, that brings us to track nine, Vivid. I, I, let, I, let me say this. This is the only thing I wrote for this track, okay? When a metalcore band tries to write a song like The Weeknd. All because all because they wanted to be a star boy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, less than fifteen seconds, we can use it. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! But literally, that that it. It's like a weird auto tune thing. I I don't. <laughs> it was so so bad. Like if you took their vocals off of it and then put that song into a different genre and let someone else sing over it, it'd be fucking good. Yeah. But it didn't need to be on this album. I mean, I I respect you trying to do something different, but, I mean, you're also subject to criticism, so here we are. And we're here to criticize, because we're correct on everything we ever talk about, and if you disagree, you can send us some fucking hate mail later. We'll tell you how. Track 10. Derailed. They have a music video for this song. Not the bar that used to be here in Auburn. Big rip. Not a uh, little rip. <laughs> Slight tear. <laughs> that was good. Slight tear. I like it. It had a sick opening riff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's about it. Because then they I mean, just... It had a nice back and forth between the highs and lows screams. Yeah. But they just sounded like woe is me. They were really heavy on the samples and orchestral string stuff. And it just... <sighs> well, at least the, the ending breakdown needed a doctor. <laughs> and Because it was sick! <laughs> the, the clean singing at the end was probably some of my favorite on the record, too. Um, it was very, very tasteful in the placement. So... I mean, I I appreciated that, and it didn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Damn it. Bummer. Well, track 11. Clearer. Clearer. Brought to you by Red Clay Brewing. And Opelika. Local. Sour. (laughs) (laughs) Cauliflower. Sweet and sour. Veggie Tales. That's the second time you've said that on this goddamn <laughs> podcast. Alright, track 11. Clearer. Um, it was the last song on the album. And that's about it. Yep. Um, it was... It had some words. Yeah, it, it was just kind of filler. I would have rather them cut this song and just end it on Derailed and just giving me 10 songs. Or I guess 9 and a 50 second had accident 
Um, but I mean, <sighs> I want to listen to something else by this band. I'm I'm looking forward to their other material. Um, just on face down, just so I can see where where it changed. And Unf- unfortunately, this is probably where we're gonna have the best like production and mixing and mastering. Like historically speaking, with bands, like their last release is gonna be the most funded. I mean, production wise, yeah, it was solid. But I don't know. Too many wannabe orchestral parts and that didn't quite hit the mark and the singing just clean singing just fucking i would listen to it again and i could probably find a song or two i liked or that just liked enough to listen to yeah (laughs) you're out of control yeah <laughs> oh god. What? That's right. <laughs> oh, Any thoughts on this, Mark? Mm. No. I see. <laughs> uh I'm I'm glad we got to listen to it, but I I'm also grateful that this is my first time listening to it. Sure. Good grief. Alright. Check out the album. Let us know in some hate mail what you thought of it. If you did listen to it or if you hated it. I'd love to hear. Hold on. Hold on now. Time for YouTube Recommended. YouTube Recommended. Alright. Wait, no. No? I don't know. Yeah. 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 First one, uh, Polaris, fellow Australian band, uh, The Remedy, their official video. I like Polaris. Number two was August Burns Red, Invisible Enemy, the music video. Ah, frick. Number three was Making the Perfect Corn Dog, Korean versus American. And number four was Turnstile, Love Connection. I. Good. <laughs> I don't. I, Turnstile is very <laughs> hyped up right now, and I'm just not, I don't know how big of a fan I am. It just, it seems like they're trying real hard, and I don't know. I think you're wrong. They're awesome. They're not trying too hard, they just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Because they making that money. Or maybe, they might be making money, I don't know. I'm sure they're making something. Interesting. <laughs> You're out of control. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> well, that brings us to Band of the Week. Mine is probably going to get me made fun of. That's okay. Oh, goodness. Um, I'm prepared. So, mine is Real Friends. They... What? <laughs> they they got a new vocalist and uh huh? <laughs> and they they reimagined one of their new singles and like huh? <laughs> God. <laughs> and it's 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 decent. Listen to it. Listen to the reimagined version. I like it better than the original. 
You do? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's <laughs> uh, not a sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was yours? Or can you not say it without the soundboard? Holy moly! Mine was secret band. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they're called secret band. Uh, they're from like the 2010s era, like post-hardcore screamo type stuff. And uh, apparently, a majority of their members also play in Dance Gavin Dance. That band never stops making music. Neither does Tom McDonald. <laughs> I, if anyone has any opinions on Tom McDonald that listens t- to this, I, I would love, genuinely love to hear what you think about him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and dolls, children of all ages, we present to you the most epic of segments. It is called Snaps for Wade. I didn't forget it that time. You really didn't. And what a good delivery. I feel like if he's in his great slumber, he was just touched by the gentle trash angel. Right on the tip of his penis. Oh, dear. Sorry, Wade. (laughs) Or are we? Guess what, Mark? Is it time? We have hate mail. We have hate mail. We have hate mail. Oh, I'm going to let you read this first one. Okay. Because it's from your wife. What? <laughs> she said the subject is hate mail. Acknowledge me. I love it. <sighs> said, why is it that y'all always say you have only two listeners when you have at least three? <laughs> can't get any credit also can we talk about how disgusting beer and lemon pepper sounds Marshall you should be ashamed I'm not <laughs> P.S. I need to know if Wade is even aware of Snap for Wade does he listen does he know how often he's talked about on the pod or does he just feel a tingling disturbance in the force and wonder what happened hashtag acknowledge me love y'all Claire um i i don't i think i've briefly told wade like six months ago that he was a segment and he kind of but i really don't think he's listened to the podcast at all um that's freaking great (sighs) i appreciated that and yes beer and lemon pepper does sound disgusting i agree first off get off my nuts (laughs) don't knock it until you try that's what they always say Ooh, we got some more. We got we got one more. This is from uh, Griffin of Fertile. <laughs> I, li- I like to mess up your last name on purpose now. Oh wait, sorry, he, Griffin. He wrote in. Yeah. He was oh, cool. About the city and color comment. Mm-hmm. The title is Vinegar Hate Mail. Fuck you, Mark. Ah, oh, I knew it. 
<laughs> Screw you, Griffin, and your nasty vinegar taste buds. Salt and vinegar is the best chip flavor. Oh, God. I'm going to fly there, and me and Marshall are going to hold you down and force feed you vinegar naked. I will be so upset. Ninety-nine percent because I'm having to eat salt and vinegar. Then he says, "Much love." Oh, but Griffin, I do have a question. So now you got to write back in again. Are are me and you gonna be naked while we force feed him vinegar, or is or he gonna be, me. or is he gonna, or, or or just him, or all three of us? Hmm. I mean, if I'm being honest, it doesn't really change much for me as long as I don't have to eat vinegar. Well, you're gonna be force fed it. Ugh. I just want to know who who's naked. I mean, hopefully not me if I'm having to eat vinegar. Hmm. Vinegar's gross. It's used for cleaning coffee makers. <laughs> it's used for so much more than that, goddammit. Yeah, but very few things. Oh. It's used more for cleaning than it should be used for eating, or consuming, or pickling, or salting and vinegaring. Gross. Vinegar is gross. Just because I don't care doesn't mean I don't understand. <laughs> that was Mark. The only thing more nasty than vinegar is apple cider vinegar. <laughs> well, hey. If you would like to send us hate mail, you can reach us at saveyourselfpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twatter. <laughs> Mark said twatter. <laughs> wow. At Save Yourself Pod. I hate Twitter, so. But, I know, but, but to hear you say. us on Twitter. To hear you say twat. <laughs> I said twatter. Yeah, but it's got twat in it. <laughs> um, wow. If you send us hate mail on Twitter, that's almost double the hate mail because I hate Twitter. So if you send hate mail through Twitter, like, like, you know, I mean, you might find something in your mail. Hey, you never know. Ugh. Also, can't get my pen. Thanks to everyone that wrote in. Um, the hate mail segment literally wouldn't exist if you don't send us hate mail. So, if you're listening, <coughs> send us hate mail. All right, goodbye. <laughs>